Sam, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Yep, it's beautiful out here. We're sitting on your patio. It's 82 degrees. Oh, yeah. Sun's out, birds chirping, and somewhere in the Ozarks, there's a girl twerking. <laughs> hey, Sam, boats. Boats. You just got a boat. What do you know about yesterday. boats? Me? Not shit. <laughs> Me either. Jack, shit. I've lived on boats my whole life, but never, like, grew up on boats. Had uh, My dad's always had a boat since I was a baby, and I still don't know shit about boats. So, boats. Bert's a new boat owner. That's hard to say, kind of. Bert, new boat owner. Bert's a new boat owner. Captain Bert. We bought a, we had a little adventure yesterday picking up this little 16-foot Boston whaler, though. It was a really fun adventure. Now, she's... She's pretty, but she needs a little TLC. But um, and I found out last night that TLC stands for tender love and care. Oh, you hadn't known that. Did not know that. Oh, oh. <laughs> Neither did Max. So that's why I'm throwing that out there because more than one person didn't know that. <laughs> See, here I am educating the youth of this country. TLC. That was a name idea for her, but I haven't quite settled on one yet. You go with Big Bertha. Big Bertha, Big Berta. Big Berta. I'm thinking What's something like that, or I don't know, something nautical. I really like, uh, you know, I'm a big, huge fan of Dolly Parton, so I, part of me wants to name it Jolene. Let's think of names. Come up with names. Names. Eat Still my wake. Eat my wake. I feel like that's a very common one, though. Like eat my wake or tie the knot. Like kiss my shores. <laughs> not yours yeah. would be a good one, but like spelled like not, like nautical. Oh yeah, that's a good one. There's there's a ton of like really punny Ted, Ted. Just name it Ted. <laughs> yeah, Ted. Uh, so anyway, we went and picked up this boat, and you know she needs a little TLC, but she's she's got potential. We the first first thing we did we had to drive across the state to go get her, which was fun. Sam slept the whole way. I was hungover, but I made it. I told him I said, hey, I'll go the night before. So man of your man word, man of my word. So I went. Yeah, that was the biggest mistake not fun being hung over in a car ride two and a half hours to lansing but it's even more not fun when you're stuck on the side of the highway for three and a half hours yeah so i'm what you would call when you look at a new vehicle or of any kind or a boat or car i'm what they call a tire kicker so i can come and kick the tire i'll look at it and kick the tire and say oh yeah she looks good I don't notice the tiny things, tiny little things that can make big, huge problems. That's what she (laughs) said. (laughs) She doesn't notice the tiny things. So thankfully I brought Sam's dad along, and he's a mechanically minded fellow. He's an idiot savant when it comes to boats. Yes, and um, he had noticed a, a slight rumbling in the trailer five miles after we left this place. And um, turns out we blew a bearing in the trailer. It could have been worse, but boy, the stories we could have had if it was worse and he didn't stop when he did. You know what I was just thinking about that's like actually a true blessing about the whole situation? Yeah. Is it happened on the passenger side. Could you imagine had we, if we had to have wrenched on it all that time with traffic? Oh, on the other side? Yeah. yeah. That would have been, been terrifying. So yeah. We were, we were able to limp it to an on-ramp, so we had a little bit of space, but um, needless to say, we couldn't get a certain gear housing off for about three and a half hours. Two trips to Tractor Supply. Um, we bought a failed tool. <laughs> I 
I, I had a brand new Dolly Parton t-shirt that I completely ruined with grease. We made a new friend for the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. What was his name? It, yeah. Oh, don't. let's not say his name, though. Yeah. Let's just tell the stories without saying his name. Edit that out. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll get back to him in a second, but he was quite the character himself. But um, one thing I'm very happy is that I wasn't hungover. Poor Sam was hung over on the side of the highway in 85-degree weather for three and a half hours. Well, I was hung over, then I ate, I was drinking water the whole time, and then I ate jerky. And eating that jerky was like the best thing ever for my hangover. For some reason, it just, the hangover went away. Now I'm just pissed. We're on the side of the road still. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, everybody kept their cool pretty well, except yeah. for said boat seller um it was interesting it was interesting because had we gone any further distance i don't know if he would have come to rescue us (laughs) so we were able to get it jacked up and this gentleman well first of all we should just talk a little bit about purchasing the boat we pull up into his driveway and first thing i notice is two work vans both with big giant red crosses on them (laughs) and a a, um, bible verse flat her a Bible verse. It was Isaiah one nineteen or something like that. Yeah, they had a uh, Isaiah one nineteen plastered to the side of their van. I look over at Sam's dad and say, "Oh, they're religious." They're religious. And he goes, "Look at my shirt. It says hookers and blow on it." <laughs> so it was for it was for a charity event. The shirt was so. I mean, oh, <laughs> there's a good background story for it. There you go. Yeah, um, but. Almost immediately after meeting this gentleman, um, I, I pretty much figured he wouldn't care much about a shirt that says hookers and blow. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. The dude was, when we were trying to get the part off, or I wasn't, I can't say we, when you guys were trying to get the part off, because I didn't do shit, but um, he was hammering and hammering and hammering. He missed the thing several times and hit his hand. Eventually he was bleeding, but he never reacted to it. It was just like, what the heck? His hands were so swollen. Yeah, you can tell that he has um, a working man. Definitely, he's he's he was, I believe, an electrician is what he said. Yes, it was. That's what those uh, that's what those religious trucks were. were electrical companies. Oh, okay. Yes. Um. So we we pick up the boat and it's, everything checks out for the most part. It's not anything fancy. Um, and get around the trailer, and I I cut him down. You know, I'm not the best dicker. I'm not really good at dickering, so I didn't get it. I got 300 bucks knocked off. I'm pretty proud of that. I still think that when we were stuck on the side of the road, you should have sold it back to him for three grand. Yeah, that was quite a, actually kind of a genius idea. I should have stuck a $4,000 for sale sign on it <laughs> while we were sitting there. But um, he took the deal, and like I said, we made it about five miles away, and he shows up with a toolbox and, you know, just an average toolbox. Your dad grabs it by the handle, starts to carry it, and boom, handle falls off. He's lucky it happened. It didn't land on his foot, though, thinking back. Probably would have broke a toe. We get her jacked up. Everything comes off pretty simple. And there's just, like I said, one last part that wouldn't come off. And when you have ghetto-ass toolbox. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was actually, like, I'm glad I was there because it was funny to watch. And I wouldn't be able to, like... I would just be in awe right now. And since since I was there, it was if you're there and you're not really worried about anything, it's actually a funny situation. You know, I can Bert's nervous, 
but he's playing it right. He's just he's worried. He keeps saying sorry to everybody. He's like a Canadian Prussian to the U.S. Just apologizing left and right. Yeah, it's you know I tried my best to keep calm. I think I did a pretty good job, but my anxiety was probably about eight out of ten that whole time. Talk about buyer's remorse. I get buyer's remorse if I buy a new jewel. So I already had. I I don't know if this happens to you, but as soon as I buy anything over a hundred dollars, I instantly like beat myself up for it. So after you saw how it rides, are you still going to plan on taking it up to Torch Lake? <laughs> um, to, that's to be continued. <laughs> Actually, though, I did... Um, Let's see if the other one goes out this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to replace both those bad boys. and you know the, Are you, you going to call your buddy that sold it to you to help out again? Yeah, you know what? He knows that trailer up and down now. <laughs> Another sketchy... Another sketchy uh, element to all of this is he jacked it up on like a one-inch jack, and that literally there was no wiggle room. So the whole time we were underneath that, it's one bad hammer blow away from squishing your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then Bert tells us where all of his money is if just in case that thing falls off. So then we're tempted to push it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a lot of money in a drawer somewhere tucked away nice and safe. Um, and also, the only caveat, too, is if I die, you get the money, but there's another drawer right below it. You have to burn everything inside of it. It's in an abandoned house by uh, up in Montague. All I ask is if I die, please delete my browsing history <laughs> so my family doesn't have to see that. You think that's what Elvis said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was on the shitter, man. <laughs> you know, you know Elvis's favorite sandwich, right? What was his favorite sandwich? He died of a heart attack, just in case you didn't know. But um, and towards the end of his life, he kind of ballooned up to be a heavyweight mm. fat Elvis uh, when he had his residency in Vegas. But his favorite sandwich was a deep fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. To me, he'll just he'll always be known as the guy that died in the shitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just a horrible way to go. I don't know, though. You know, and this is also, I, I know this from experience, too. My relatives have died on toilets. Action. <laughs> no, so this, here's something I uh, wanted to talk about was just the, not the act of going and picking up a boat, but just being in the market for a boat, and especially with a budget of $4,000 or less. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get the Titanic. I mean, you might <laughs> – actually, I take that back. You might have the Titanic if you buy a boat for that much. Hey, but in the end, you're going to find love. Isn't that what that movie's about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you also are going to die frozen to a fancy door, and a rich white girl's going to let you go into the water. Is that worse Is that worse than dying on the shitter? Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about, dying on the shitter. <laughs> okay, that's a good good get topic right there. Frozen to a door? Mm, I don't know, though, because, like, just – like, you just found love for the first time, and then now she's dead. What's better, just finding love for the first time or taking an amazing dump? I've never really seen the Titanic, so you have to help me out with this. Um, did he, uh, We could do a whole she, podcast she, of she, me just talking about Titanic. Did she die, or did... Uh, she died, right? The girl did? Oh, Rose, God, or whatever her name is? No, Rose. Is it, is it Rose? She died, but at the end of the movie. Here's the well, thing. Yeah. We're, uh, everybody, this is 100% serious. We're going to sit down, and I'm going to do a podcast explaining the entire movie Titanic to Sam without him seeing it. And then maybe we'll watch it after and see how close I was. I mean, I, I've, I'm maybe 
I might be over exaggerating when I say I ne- I've never seen it, but I've never actually sat down by myself and watched that movie. Like it, it was probably on when I was a kid, and everybody else was watching it, but I don't remember it. Well, if you have three and a half hours to spare, it's a great time. Yeah, it's a long fucking movie. I don't like those long movies. I'm a huge mafia fan, but I still can't sit through the Irish, uh, the Irishman or whatever, or what's it called? The Irishman. The, it's the Irishman. Yeah. Yeah, you also. Yeah, that's pretty slow. The Irishman, just a movie with Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, uh, Al Pacino. I have ADD really bad. I can't sit through. Well, I can. It's weird. I can binge watch Game of Thrones all day long if I wanted to, or like a TV series like that Game Game of Thrones, Sons of Anarchy. Any like uh, like a cool like TV series, I could binge it all day long. But a movie. If it's super long, I just I don't have the patience to sit there through it because I don't know what it is. I think it's because the, the, I know that the TV show is going to end in an hour, mm-hmm. and then I can either decide if I want to stay and watch it, or I can get up and continue my li- life. Like, yeah, you're not as committed. Yeah. No, if if you start a three hour movie, you have to finish that three hour movie, yeah. or you don't, and then you just never know how it ends. Gone with the Wind, another really. Like I think those old movies used to have intermissions. Oh yeah, they did. Yep. Um, oh shit. Goodfellas had intermission. I don't know if you remember back in the VCR days when it, if it was a really long movie, it was a two VCR. It was a two tape movie. Titanic is yeah. a two tape. Braveheart's another two tape movie. Lord of the, Lord of the Rings was. Yeah, you had to put the second tape in. Perfect time to make popcorn and take a shit. <laughs> Piss. You know, call your grandma and let her know how you're doing. Grandma, I'm still alive, but you're probably going to be dead by the end of this movie. Yeah, Grandma. <laughs> you're getting there in an age. <laughs> hey, Grandma, um, I just, you know, before I put the second tape in, I want to say hi. <laughs> Might be the last time I talk to you. Boats. Back to boats. Boats and hoes. Yeah, it's... Dude, we should make a music video on your boat. Definitely. <laughs> 100%. I want to make the most glamorous video on the most unglamorous boat ever. <laughs> I want to hire bikini models, <laughs> like get bottles of champagne, like all that. <laughs> Just have like a really nice filter, a we'll sun get, filter we'll on. Get little John there. Little John. <laughs> yep. I need a rapper. We need a hype man. Yep. There needs to be a hype man on that boat. It's too bad, you know. Flav- let's bring back Flavor Flav then. Let's bring back Flavor Flav. Let's bring. Well, He's a hype man now. I could just yeah, boy. I could just picture Flavor Flav instead of a clock around his neck, a d- like a inflatable or a life preserver. <laughs> that would be great, dude. Speaking of Flavor Flav, my mom is obsessed with clocks. Like you, we probably have eleven clocks on our uh, on our main floor. It's a lot of clock in one room, and uh, like it's she's like Flavor Flav, man. It's ironic because your mom likes clocks, but she's kind of on her own time. Yeah, and all the clocks are set to the wrong time. <laughs> Some of them don't even fucking work. You know, it would be really annoying if they all went off, like, two minutes after each other. So, like, 1 o'clock or 10 o'clock, you hear for a half hour, you hear clocks going off. We'll bring her on when when that third mic comes in. We'll do a whole episode about clocks. We'll do a whole episode about clocks with her, and then we'll give her a chance to defend her. We'll put a little time away to talk about clocks. <laughs> yep, still works. <laughs> if you guys didn't get that, it's a pun. Yeah, if you didn't get that, 
give yourself a little time and you'll figure it out. I could go all day. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, though, we let's all rounding about back to the story. We did make it home, mm-hmm. and uh, just a really chill night. It's it's the boat. The boat was with us when we made it home too. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's that's the story we got to tell. My dad interacting with oh, us. Oh yes, that was so funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So all right, we pull up and his dad comes running out bob from this uh from his smoke room to help direct us my dad backing in the boat and i've like lived with my dad my whole life and i know how he is when other people try and help him out backing up like backing up anything he like he's just he's not looking at you he's just looking at what he's doing he's he's gonna do it on his own but he he, uh, his dad's behind there waving him in he can't even see him my dad's a little guy (laughs) and uh that boat Probably he was sat. so excited, though. He was. He reminded me of an air traffic controller. All right, then you gotta tell the next part. Oh, okay. You're, uh, you walked in before the, uh, oh, the room yeah. before me when he was doing it, but yeah, Bob's he's special. This is my my dad. You gotta love him. Great, great guy. Yep. Just Means pre- well. Preface the so you know a little bit more about my dad is uh, he wakes up about nine o'clock every morning, especially now during quarantine, and um, rolls a fat one and cracks a beer that's when i know it's time for me to wake up when i hear that beer crack and like as the day goes on you kind of hear beer cracks get closer and closer together so it's like man i thought i just heard one five minutes going down like water at that point yeah it's like man i thought i just heard one five years ago or five minutes ago five years ago five years ago so yeah yeah. it was like five years oh no it was yesterday yeah that's (laughs) that's bob and we had pulled up around uh eight o'clock so he'd been going strong all day already and um he back well first of all he backs the boat in and then (laughs) we get it all backed in and he says hey can you turn it around and pull it in the backyard (laughs) after we backed it in after he directed us into backing in now i love him to death (laughs) but at this point, we've already spent three and a half hours on the side of the highway, two hours there, two hours back. I could safely say that um, Randy and Sam were ready to go home. Uh, so we get it, we get it into the backyard, and well, but befo- before that, before that <laughs> he requests to put it in the backyard. So <laughs> Randy, him, and I walk into our garage and thinking he's going to show us where the gate is, and nope, stops halfway and decides to start rolling a, a doobie. Just. <laughs> My, d- my dad asked him, so where do you want me to put it? And he goes, I'm working on something. Well, he's rolling the doobie. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bert and Bert, Bert, Bert's mom, Bert's sister, all yelling at him. So then he goes out there, he sets down the doobie. And it, it was like taking, it was like someone just took candy from a little kid. Like after him being told he couldn't roll that doobie. No pun intended, but it was, we took the wind out of his sails. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we got, we got it parked, but, uh. My dad's the classic pull lock, so it takes two times to do anything. <laughs> if you don't do it twice, then you're not a pull lock. But we did get her parked, and we had a relaxing evening around the fireplace shortly after. And one thing that I've learned, um, whether it be like building IKEA furniture or working on a car, is you work your fine small muscles that you don't normally use. And today I'm hurting. Feel like I did leg day yesterday, and all I did was squat my fat ass next to a, a trailer. I just laid in a car all day yesterday. I didn't really talk at all yesterday either. No, Sam. I just come out and then I would say a couple like lines and then go back in. <laughs> he came out, let us know he was doing okay, and then went back in. <laughs> hey guys, I'm still sane. What can we get this boat fixed soon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instant, 
kind of brought buyer's remorse at that moment, though, and I didn't even know if I even wanted a boat anymore. <laughs> I think once you get it out for the first time, it's going to be a different story. I think you're going to be in love with it again. You're going to have that same feeling that you had two days prior when you were excited to get the boat. Yeah, and it's she's pretty customizable, and it, I'm, I don't want her to be too pretty, though. You know, I kind of want a little stink oh, yeah. on her. If she's too pretty, that, like, rape chances go way up. Yeah. Yeah, pirates are gonna come. They're gonna steal. They're gonna steal the boat. They'll pirates are r- real too. They they just have dinghies though. They roll around in dinghies. I saw a dinghy club the other day. There's a, a dinghy club. There's like there's like a gang of dinghies when we were uh, we were on the boat the other day and um there was a gang of dinghies and they're just riding around together and it was like they're up to no good. Man, you not you like you don't see a lot of dinghies hanging out together. Usually it's just one person has a dinghy because. They wanted to get them to the beach where all their friends are, but <laughs> there's so many jokes I have in my mind right now talking about all these dinghies together. <laughs> just a bunch of dinghies hanging out. Just you, you get a bunch of dinghies hanging out together. It's just like a frat house, man. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> who doesn't want a bunch of good time for Bert? <laughs> who doesn't want a bunch of dinghies hanging out? <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of high school. Uh, the good old days, back back when all the dinghies were hanging out in the locker room and. Dinghy. Are we still talking about boats? Testosterone's Yeah. I, oh, yeah, we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. I, you know, you know what I love more than a dinghy is a big old dock. I love docks. Uh, you get a trim. The, if you want to make your dock look bigger, you got to trim around the dock. Oh yeah. I heard. Yeah, I like docks. I I also like decks. A big deck. I like small decks. Any deck. <laughs> Decks, docks, and dinghies. That's kind of what my thing is right now. <laughs> have you ever heard the? Have you ever heard the stand-up with uh, all the? It's the redneck stand-up crew. Yeah, about the deck. Uh, yeah, they're all talking about the decks and everything. And ah, oh, my my wife loves my deck. We we probably had like fifty. Or they're all, they're talking about how many like middle-aged chicks that they get on their decks and everything. <laughs> I love my wife loves to come sit on my deck. She sometimes brings her friends. <laughs> yeah, I um. I like your boat though. It's there's no seats or anything, but that's like almost kind of perfect because then it gives you all that control to put seats in if you want. Or like what the guy said, he uh, just puts uh, they took lawn chairs and put those in it. That's the perfect boat for cheap lawn chairs. I mean, that's what I want. I I, I don't want it to be fancy. And, I mean, we haven't taken it out. You haven't taken it out yet, but uh, how the guy said it rides and he was willing to even let us take it out to yeah so we could see for ourselves too it so he said it rides flat so it stays flat the whole time no matter what transition of the speed so you're not going to be bouncing around on your uh yeah on, like your chair is not going to fall over or anything like that you're, you're yeah. going to be per- for the most part you're just going to be flat on ground and uh, you might hit a wave or something that might take you up but you should I, be good i might even behind the helm uh bolt down like a two by four mm-hmm. so if you did have a lawn chair you could just lean the back of or lean the back leg of it legs of it against that so yeah. you don't fall, fly backwards but you know what the part of the charm of this boat is it's kind of a little bit redneck needs a little but it's i think that's that's in now you know people yeah. want that that kind of aesthetic is don't get me wrong people probably want a beautiful immaculate boat but that charm that you can't get that kind of charm and no. Anybody has a C-Ray with, like, you know, the seats and 
you buy a project. You you can't in, you can't be in like you can't love your boat unless you actually invested a bunch of love and care in that boat. Like what you're gonna have to do with this one. Yeah, yeah that's important with boats. That's important with if you're like a car fanatic and you're in love with your car. You really shouldn't be in love with your car unless you put in a lot of love and care into it and like raise that car. Like exactly, it's your baby. Yeah, and she's she's gonna be just fine. We're still, I still haven't come up with a name yet, but there's a couple in the running. But naming a boat, is, I guess it's bad luck to rename a boat, but technically it has a name. It's a it's a Boston whaler, and he named it Whalen Willie, <laughs> which is kind of kind of actually a cool name. Well, but the cool thing for you though is the name isn't necessarily on the boat, so you don't have to worry about renaming the boat. It's just on the keys. It's technically only on the keychain, so it's not. And really the keychain is just a pill bottle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he had in those pills. Oh, so th- this gentleman, let's talk about him. Great dude, great so, dude. But <laughs> he's a, you can tell he's a good old boy. A little bit of a gearhead. Um, he's from Texas. Um, but as we, well, first you off, were in the car with him, so you. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you said the most. He said the most words to you, and you probably said the most words to him out of anybody. Yeah. So first of all, we went to. Um, he came to the side of the highway, picked, took the tire off. We went, okay, well, I'm going to go tractor supply with him, get these parts. And I rode along. Uh, probably like a 2002 Chevy Silverado um, character. That had character, too. <laughs> um, oh, I saw the seats and everything were all tore up. Probably from his dog, but... Yeah, and also the um, the uh, truck bed, or the uh, door to the truck. What's that called? I don't know. <laughs> Tailgate. Oh, Jeez. yeah, tailgate. Good Lord. You should leave that in so people know how vapid I am. <laughs> the t- the tailgate <laughs> was rigged. He cut a hole in the back of the tailgate, and the, he had to grab the – you have to grab the little wire to shut it. Mm-hmm. So Much like the boat, he's handy at coming up with redneck solutions to real-world problems. Um, but the, the int- interesting 15-minute ride with him uh, – while well, Sam and First, Randy stayed back. He took you to the farther uh, farm and home. There was two farm and homes. One was two miles away. He took me to one that was a little bit further away. And so we got a lot of talking going <laughs> in, in that conversation. He's from Texas, and his uh, ex-brother-in-law was vice president of, I won't say the name of the motorcycle gang, but vice president of a motorcycle gang. Ooh, I don't know if we should talk about that. Fuck it. I don't care. We weren't saying names. <laughs> I just don't want. Well, this is the reason why is because apparently don't, he's don't on say, the. Don't say the name of the motorcycle gang. Yeah, um, but we should leave that in because apparently it wasn't even in Texas. It was Sunset Anarchy. They're in South Car- South Carolina, uh, California. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> just for the safety of this gentleman, according to the story that he's told me, um, he's on the run from a certain motorcycle gang, <laughs> and that's why he landed in. Um, we don't want Michigan. we don't want them to know that he's in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. God forbid somehow this gets out. Because <laughs> then they're gonna ask us where bro- boat got his boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God knows. Well, the boat doesn't have a title, so he hand wrote it. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was like yeah. from Benchwarmers when uh, they're le- trying to get Carlos to play the pitcher, mm. and it's like thirty years old, and he says, "I am twelve in green uh, crayon." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with a, with a ten dollar bill, and then they take the ten dollar bill out or something like that. I forgot that movie, but I'm a stickler for handwriting too, so it's kind of it's <laughs> it's very cringy for me to have that as part of the paperwork that has to go with the boat. I always thought I should have been a doctor growing up. 
because of how shitty my handwriting is. Wow. Have you ever seen a doctor's handwriting? They're always shitty. Yeah, well, they they write in shorthand a lot, mm. which apparently is a very, it's a skill. It's, you have to learn it. It's, um, my mom took a class when she became a medical assistant to become um, on shorthand. And it's like, it's almost like a, a, a court reporter. I used to write my notes shorthand in college. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't, well, I'm not scared. I'm not skilled enough to know what it meant after I wrote it. You knew it. what it meant. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, when I was in high school, like me, the nerd that I am, I used to come up with symbols for letters, <laughs> and I would write whole like notes to my friends mm-hmm. in this language with symbols. <laughs> it's like A had a symbol, B had a symbol. And you just look at a paper and it just looks like a bunch of weird symbols. <laughs> I just, I never really passed notes. I was a loser when it came to note passing. Oh. Ah. I was too busy daydreaming, so someone was probably passing me notes and I just didn't notice. Oh my God. I You want to hear something funny? I dated this girl in high school. I took her to the Christmas dance and ditched her. It was not my proudest moment. Um, <laughs> but All right. In his defense, he wasn't into her. Yeah. Yeah, I never got into her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, I did. That was before the time of texting. Really, you still had to do the numeric texting, and I had a Nokia brick phone. And but I, she broke up with me via note, like handwritten really? note. Yeah, I had a relationship that started via notes. I got a random anonymous note in my locker in fifth grade, and I thought it was a joke, so I threw it away. And oh, shit. then I kept getting more, and it was like, "Why aren't you responding?" And I was like, "What the fuck." I don't know who this is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... But then we ended up dating, and then I got broken up through a note. Oh, man. Way to bring it down. Yeah. That's all right. That's life, though. That's life. (laughs) No, there was a pretty scathing note, too. You know when you, like, read uh, an angry text message and it gives you anxiety? You can just delete that text and never look at it again? Yeah. You got to hold on to that note or throw it away. That note exists. Yeah. Burn that shit. There's usually a trash can in every room. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you don't want anybody to find that note either. Yeah, I got in trouble quite a bit for passing notes in school. That was a common thing back back in my days. I'm sure the kid, there's kids that still do it. Maybe? I don't know. No, everybody's got their phone now. Everybody just texts. That's kind of what I grew up with was everybody just texted instead of passing notes. Yeah, we didn't really have a choice. I didn't get a cell phone. I mean, I probably could have gotten a primitive cell phone at a younger age, but even the cell phone I did get was primitive back, uh, I got it when I was a freshman, so. See, I I didn't, like, I was, I had a cell phone since, uh, sixth grade, or not sixth grade, probably, like, middle school, maybe, but, Uh um, Taylor and I shared a flip phone, like, a tracker phone, uh. Yep, this is a burner. Yeah, we shared a burner phone. Uh, and we were only allowed to use it when we got dropped off places to call my mom and dad. Hey, oh. can you pick us up? Yeah. But um, we got skate zone and stuff like really, uh, really blade place. But um, no. So the I, rank. And then I never really they had drop a, you down. So then I got rank. a yeah, I got a flip phone, and then I always had like the cheap phones and everything. Um, and then I never had a smartphone until my senior year in high school, I think. But I think that was actually, like, the best thing ever. I loved my flip phones growing up and everything. Oh, yeah, man. And, like, not, like, so, I guess what I'm getting at is, when do you think kids should get phones? 
I feel like it's almost a good thing if kids don't have phones for a while. Because then it's kind of you have to learn without technology how life works. I think children should get a dumb phone, like a dumb flip phone at a young age. Yeah. And they should not be able to graduate to a smartphone until they graduate high school. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. I mean, nobody calls anybody nowadays. And Mm -hmm. if you do call someone, it's just, like, weird talking to people on the phone. They... Even me, like, when someone calls me, I instantly think I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. You oh. can get them an iPad or something, but that's something they can play with at home, not something yeah. that they're carrying around everywhere. Because it, then it also keep, it gives you social, like, helps you with social situations, yeah. too, because you're not on your phone constantly. Oh, yeah. Nobody talks on their phone anymore. I yeah. I remember had, well, when we had a landline, my grandma and I would talk on the phone for an yeah, hour everybody just a week. Texts. And I'm the same way. I don't really talk on the phone ever, but uh I'll tell you what though, it's I a lot easier I, to get off the I'm phone get up like just stop texting your grandma than get off the phone with your grandma. It's yeah. really hard. I uh, usually have to say something's on fire. I don't have to worry about that. One of my grandmas is dead. Rest in peace, grandma yeah, gun. Yeah, don't get a if you I get a phone her. call from her I'd be scared. Yeah. But got really and good the, service. Other, the other one gave up. They don't uh, the other one gave up. I just don't talk to them. Uh, yeah, grandma's be weird like that my i do have a grandma that would sit and then you know just it's it may be a midwestern thing but saying goodbye from the midwest takes about an hour just to say goodbye you know you got to say goodbye and then you have to tell a side story and then say goodbye again and then oh no to tell another side story i think that's just something that comes with age yeah because the old as you get older goodbyes take forever like, so true it goes with age so as old as you are that's about how long a goodbye yeah. takes I, like i always have i feel like as the older i get the more last beers i have each night yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good I'm, i'd like to test that theory if you're 30 years old it takes about 30 minutes to say goodbye yeah because you all right this is my last beer i gotta go and then but you're you're you want to live your life still like you're just yeah. like oh I, all right i don't want to go i don't want to go home and sleep I can do this. You like reminiscing how like you were when you were a kid when you weren't worried about going home, you know? No, when I was a kid going home, my uh my good friend Chris Fraser, you can use his name, he's a good friend of mine. His mom had a old-time school bell, like bell tower bell. Oh yeah. And we all us kids would play in the neighborhood and that bell she had up. an agreement with all the moms. That when that bell starts ringing, everybody goes home, and you could hear it through the entire neighborhood. Damn. So. That's cool, though. Yeah, well, it was kind of a cool little thing. <laughs> I think she still has my, that bell. She just never, there's no kids anymore, so. My dad's rule was, uh, it was when, once it got dark and the streetlights came on, you had to go, he had to go home. Well, one day, he didn't go home right away because he was downstairs in the basement listening to music or something and he kept looking up and it looked like it was light up the whole time while the street lights turned on so it looked like it was light up uh-huh. so he was like oh the street lights aren't on yet it's still daylight and he stayed in there and uh then they had a search party looking for him yeah i've um that's that's an old timey one you know like uh be home when the street lights come on yeah I I was i never really grew up in uh any subdivisions or like any neighborhoods so i like the closest the closest I was to that was either if I rode my bike seven miles to go hang out in a subdivision, which is what I did too. I went uh, and uh, my buddy and my uh, aunt and uncle lived right next to each other, yep. so I would just go 
and I knew everybody on that block, so I would just show up one like every day during the summer, and I'll just knock on random doors like I was Jehovah Witness and asking people to play, and everybody would play with me still. Oh yeah, the good old days. I used to travel by bike all the but, time when I was a kid. That's yeah, I miss that. I don't miss it, but I like I miss. I think more kids should have to do that. There's another kid that lives right by us that does that. He's he looks like he's he should be old enough to drive, but he's apparently he's only 15 and but he's always riding his bike constantly up and down oh, yeah. Giles and yeah. What's well, it, a cheap like, way it, to get around? It, it makes me reminisce. I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love my little mongoose trick bike. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I was too fat to do tricks. I felt so cool riding my bike everywhere too. I was like, oh. Parents aren't going to drive me somewhere. I'm going to ride my bike. And it just made me feel like a badass, you know? Yeah, I tricked mine out. I had the pegs on it. <laughs> you know, you had the pegs on the back and the pegs on the front. So that's three people you could go traveling on. I eventually upgraded to a, a, a mountain bike because of all the gears and everything. It got easier uh, with yeah. the gears. But, uh, yeah, when I was riding around with the bike with pegs and everything, like a, a trick bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I used to love that book, too. And I would go everywhere with that. But it's so much work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I miss that thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers their childhood go-to bike. I mean, I've had a couple, but that that mongoose was my baby. I had a blue one that my dad got from, like, probably a gas station. And it was, like, a cheap bike, but it was so cool. And then I, it turns out it was actually a trick bike. Yeah, think about cheap bikes now as an adult. You, got, you cannot afford to go with a cheap bike no if that thing breaks on you you're going overboard and most times adults are only using it for pub pedals <laughs> yes that's where i was going with this i uh i bought a hundred dollar mongoose mountain bike at meyer for pub pedal which is an event we do here where you pedal from pub to pub mm-hmm. but um yeah i got pretty pretty shit-faced and blew a tire <laughs> oh man and uh went over the handlebars in front of a local bar called rackets and then i had to ride it from downtown with a flat front tire all the way to canary which is about seven miles six yeah. maybe five five seven miles so yeah that was fun and that was the last time i did pub pedal <laughs> that that's be the last time i ever do the pub pedal on a cheap bike i i won't do pub pedal just because drinking and riding bikes does not go well with me i'm the type of person that where I used to uh, ride no handlebars all the time. Oh, and very so I, it's like a natural, like it's a natural thing that I go and do. And if I'm drunk, I can't do it properly. I end up falling eventually. Like when I'm trying to turn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. Even if I do have my hands on the handlebars, I'm not really holding a grip necessarily. So it's like I'm not a good bike rider. Uh, <laughs> I used to ride my bike to school every day, so that was my. I didn't want to ride the bus anymore. I was done with yeah. the bus. Dude, I feel you on that. That's uh, nobody wants to ride the bus. Only lame kids ride the bus. That's true. Although, one of my favorite things, feelings in the world is, on a cold winter day, you get that seat that's right next to the heater or above the heater. Yeah, I know you're talking about. No, it's above the tire, above the tire because the tires are moving and then all that energy is going up. Ah oh, man. Yeah. You're waiting at that cold bus stop. You sit. No one's in that seat. It's like you just struck gold. Um. I would, I was the type of person that always slept on the bus, and then I wake up right at my stop. Yeah, you could time. I mean, you could time that thirty-minute nap out just right. I, I might wake up, I, like I know, like I figured out the turns and everything without looking up, and I was just like, all right, we got to be close. And I look up, and sure enough, we're on my road, and 
the door's about to open for me to get out, and I'm like, all right, sweet. I, I, would, ca- I would always time it perfectly. I kind of, well, I didn't like my commute to school because I was one of the first stops. Oh, that would suck, yeah. But on the way home, I was one of the first stops, so yeah. I got off quick. And I only rode the bus for a little bit to school. But it's funny, oh, oh, one time, whenever I was late for the bus, so I would sleep in in the morning or I'd take I'd fall asleep in the shower. I was t- I was a sleeper in the shower. I would fall asleep in the shower all the time. And I can relate. That's my thing too. Yeah. So like I was whenever I'd be late for school, I'd have to uh ride my brother rode the short bus for uh preschool. So I'd have to That sh- makes sense. I'd have to show up to the school in the short bus with my brother and my little sister rode the short bus too for uh when she was in preschool too. And I had to ride the short bus with everybody and I just thought it was so I thought it was cool. I was Question: like, Were you licking the windows? No, I got my own private seat in front. Nice. And just hung out with the bus driver and fell asleep and let's just be like honest. Normal. Let's be honest though. I was that kid too. Like my best friend on the bus was the bus driver. Oh, I never really talked to the bus driver. I just sat up next to the, like next to them because it's just easy for me to. I don't have to walk around anybody when I'm going to get up and leave. Like you know what though? I, if you want to find out if a little boy is gay. See, if he's talking to the bus driver the whole ride, that, I guarantee you that kid's gay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't talking to the bus driver. When you're best friends with the bus driver, that's a little gay boy right there. <laughs> I, you know, I, <laughs> Was your bus driver Jim? No, I had a lady, but she, <laughs> she was. me and her were like best friends. Like gold, We were like the golden girls. And then I would sit up there and complain about the naughty kids in the back. Like, uh, what are we going to do with these kids? Yeah, I never talked to the bus drivers, but or oh, man, had any, I didn't have any like personality with them. I just sat up n- behind them, and then I'd be like, "That was just that day." I had my own private seat up next to him, and uh, I he, just slept right there. But I stopped riding the bus in eighth grade, and um, this is a cool story. You know, I was that little little gay boy in the front seat talking to the bus driver. She's my best friend. Fast forward to maybe like I'm 27. So, 10 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, even longer, 12 years. And a lady comes up to my bar, and she just... You know, like, when someone acts like they know who you are? So, yeah. you just kind of play along, even though you don't know who they are? Mm-hmm. But they know you? So, I'm, like, talking to this lady. I'm like, she just seems really familiar. Like, how do I know this person? And then, as we talked, sure enough, it was my freaking bus driver. And I right now, I can't remember her name, but she was the best. Just the best. Uh, yeah. Well, and then you have the mean bus driver. Yeah. You know, the one who won't play music in the morning makes it completely silent. I've just always wanted the Simpsons bus driver. Uh, <laughs> he's got a name. This Odie or yeah. Otto. He's pretty dope. Yeah. Well, he's on dope. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is there's bus drivers that, you know, that's, that was always a treat. When the bus driver let us listen to 104.5, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, if it wasn't music at all, it'd be some boring shit. Vanilla station that yeah. doesn't have, you know, jazz. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, we got to listen to 104, and that was a treat. That was like our local pop station. Uh, what am, uh, the bus driver that uh did like she uh she knew my mom so her and my mom got along and everything and uh so she knew us and she treated us well and everything but uh she um used to play kids bop every time or not every time every once in a while oh kids bop yeah yeah i don't know how she got it on there or i think she had 
she had tricked out her bus, I bet. There, yeah, there's a few things that are less scary than looking up in that rearview mirror and seeing a bus driver glaring at you. That's when you know. Did you ever, like, when you stop at railroad crossings, did you have to put, like, two fingers up, like the peace sign? They always said that, and I never did it. I just I kept you're sleeping. You're too cool for that. Oh, I you're kept sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> yeah, you were knocked out. I wasn't really knocked out. I'm like, the t- I can nap and be on and off napping and then still hear what's going on around mm. me, like hear bits and pieces of conversation around me and then wake up eventually. But I would just, <clears throat> I would always put my head down and try and sleep at least. Um, if I'm not driving, I'm trying to sleep in a car. I got kicked off the bus. Really? Yeah, actually. I forgot about that. How does that work? They, they just say, hey, I'm not bringing you home today. You're getting off here. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got, I, I, um, well, this it, just, it seems very, very like it's like kicking high schoolers out of prom. All right, you kicked them out of prom for inappropriate dancing. They just got done inappropriate dancing. Now they're gonna go fuck in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, you kick you kick a kid off the bus. Now you can just kick them off, and now you're gonna have to deal with the wrath of his parents and everything like that. It's mm-hmm. just you're you're trying to fix a problem. You know the punishment would keep him on the bus. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but make him sit next to you and not talk to you. I uh, I got kicked off the bus for two weeks. I had a um, talking too much. I had a kid that was got off at my bus stop. His name was Jeff Salisbury. You can use that name too because I hated him. Uh, and, uh, everybody hears that Jeff. We want Salisbury. hits. We want hits out on him. His mom was Pronto. the librarian. <laughs> his mom was the librarian at school, but Jeff Salisbury. So his mom is cheating on his dad. Actually. Librarians are known to cheat. Him and I don't know. Fun fact, look it up. That, that, there's a whole other story to go along with that. I won't go into it. But his mom, the librarian, ended up with one of the teachers. Um, so Boom. <laughs> Boom. Did I not call that? And I don't even know this guy. Yeah, it was. A, <laughs> I just know how librarians are. I've seen enough adult films to know that. Actually, <laughs> she was really cool. He lived kitty corner to me. Uh, and we were friends, you know, buddies growing up, played Legos together, but we, you know, just got older and got different friend groups and stuff. But anyway, the, the reason I got kicked off the bus was, my name's Robert, actual name is Robert, and he used to call me Bobby. Oh, he doesn't like, he does not like Bobby. I hate Bobby. And I told him, stop calling me Bobby, and he wouldn't stop calling me Bobby. And it was, then, then on top of that, he was like, trying to give me a charley horse on my thigh you know and i'm like hey bobby punching me in the thigh and i just decked him right in the nose right you, in the nose you hate bobby houston that much yeah bobby bobby brown oh but it was bobby brown <laughs> i knew it was i knew it was connection to whitney houston though. i i went bobby brown on him <laughs> and i he was whitney and i was bobby and i punched him right in the nose <laughs> and I got kicked off the bus for two weeks. Best best thing that ever happened to me. But yeah, Jeff Salisbury. You know, actually, he's a he's a nice gentleman. I'm sure he's is he got fat? kids. Yeah, kinda. All right, his last his last name is Salisbury, so I'm just, it makes me think of Salisbury steak. And he's a lot like me. We ballooned up after twenty. You ballooned up and then you ballooned down or ballooned up, ballooned down. Then you stretch the balloon. I'm stretching <laughs> the balloon right now. I just keep telling everybody I got stung by a murder hornet. <laughs> And I'm having an allergic reaction. I'm just lucky I'm tall. I'm going to ride that wave of quarantine 15 for as long as I can. You know, like 10 years from now, I'll be like, yeah, quarantine of 2020. <laughs> it really got me. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm fat in case you're wondering <laughs> if you want a visual. <laughs> me and Sam are quite opposite. I'm uh, fat and short and he's long and skinny. So if you were to 
compress him down or stretch me out, we'd basically be, be the, the same, same person. Yeah, we'd meet somewhere in the middle. I'm Bert. If you stretch Bert out, make him taller. And I think Bert's you're me. If you if you smush me down, how tall are you? Uh, last time I was measured, I was uh six three, but I didn't believe it then, and uh, like I I just don't really believe it. So it's easier to just say I'm six one. So I'm five. Or I'm probably six two. I'm five three, five four. So I definitely. You, you're basically a foot taller. I, I I think I was six three at one point, and then I don't think I'm that. I'm, I think I shrunk. Yeah, I've gained a couple feet since I was born. <laughs> Is it an honest thing on? No. <laughs> I was like Dennis Rodman after high school, though. I shot up. I was only uh like five eleven, five ten or something only. like that, and mm. uh, all throughout high school. And then all of a sudden, I no, it was my senior year. I quit hockey, and then all of a sudden, I grew grew. Grew like four inches. Yeah, you know, it, you kind of remind me and you together. Kind of remind me of Shaggy and Scooby, but you're Shaggy and I'm Scooby. I'm always wants a, I always want a snack. <laughs> but you, yeah, you, you know what? Being a short man, you have this um, I'm stigma. That, I'm that scruffy, tall, blonde dude. Shaggy was actually Hitler's like prodigy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had blonde hair, blue eyes. All right, he might have. He might have had red hair. He might have like had Scoob. red hair. Scoob, Hitler, Scoob. <laughs> God. <laughs> Zoinks, we better get to the. <laughs> you should do voiceovers oh, in the next Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be Velma. I can't find my glasses. <laughs> Zoink Scoob. I just, that's all I got is Zoink Scoob. I'm trying to think of something really funny that Shaggy would say to Hitler. <laughs> well, it's like. Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks Fuhrer. <laughs> Are you are you sure, Adolf? <laughs> yeah, that's well. You can't really do Shaggy's voice in a German accent. We're gonna kill all the Jews, rot row. <laughs> I would love for Shaggy to pull a mask off Hitler, and it's like Obama. <laughs> <laughs> At the the Pope, it's the Pope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would make so much sense. <laughs> oh my gosh, it oh was you gosh. the whole time. Good God. <laughs> uh, the, the, it was all about money. <laughs> what the, that's that's the ultimate mystery machine. What's the Pope's net worth? <laughs> Boy, billions. The Pope. You're gonna look that shit up right now. I well, while you're looking that up, my family is a huge fan of Pope John Paul II. He was the first ever Polish Pope. I don't know him, so I'm not. I don't. I'm not like purposely saying anything bad about him. His net worth is twenty five to twenty eight million. Oh, that's that. That's a lot though. Ah. Uh-huh. For being a pastor? Well, you're the pastor. Yeah, but still, it's a lot of money. You know what though? Like that's conservative. He could probably get more than that. He probably sets his own salary. Yeah. I I don't know if he's like most heads of state where they have to pay like the Queen of England oh, pays for all her That's not protection. it's that's not proper though. It's it's they're not they won't ever release his uh it, it's, net worth. It's substantial, so it's ne- not necessarily his net worth either. It's more the Vatican than the Catholic Church. Yeah, that's what it says too. It says it's the Vatican too, so yeah, you're right. And well here's a fun fact. The Catholic Church, just in New York City alone this is just New York City alone, owns over I'm I don't quote me, but it's in the billions in um, real estate. 
and that's just their you know every think about it though like you you're going through manhattan and you see a beautiful catholic church in prime real estate so technically they could sell those churches for billions of dollars and it's a huge business yeah but i I think all religion is valid first of all but also yeah all religion let's let's just be honest is mostly about money Uh, yeah I've never it seen is. a I've never it seen is, a poor pastor. It is, but I won't. I'm not gonna say, hey, get rid of all churches, get rid of all no. religions and everything, because you know what? it gives people faith, and that's that's really important, though. Yeah, faith is important. Uh, do you think the Pope has a boat? The Pope boat mobile. You I know, the, he gets a lot of hose on that boat. There you go. The, I just want to see to the, wash it. You know, you need a hose to wash your boat. So. I want the Pope guys. He's not getting actual hose. It's a submarine. Hit. Just think. Picture this. Picture this. The Pope just rising up in that glass bubble from the water. And you just all of a sudden you look and it just, he's standing there like in the glass bubble like he does on the Pope Mobile. And just emerges from the water just straight up. And then a bunch of hookers <laughs> shaking their asses twerking. Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow all over the place. Amen. Speaking of hookers and blow, back to while we all got this conversation started. Uh so we show up to the religious guy's house with the hookers and blow shirt, bought a boat, got it home, safe and sound, and we can't wait to get it out. Yep, she's going to be a beauty. We'll post pictures on oh, the yeah. website. We're, gonna, we're definitely making a music video, too. Yep, you guys will see her. We're, the next podcast, will debate what music video we uh, make it to. Like, what, we have to figure out a song, and we're going to, like, uh, what's it called? Mock singing or what? Lip sync. We're going to lip sync the uh, music video, and then we're just going to... We're just going to make the dopest music video, and hopefully the artist goes, hey, this is a dope music video for my song. Yeah. It promotes it. We do not own the rights to their music. We don't, but hopefully they pay <laughs> us to do it. Yep. <laughs> That'd be great. Who, who do you... All right, yeah, we're, that's a, that's for a whole new topic, so we're just going to let that go there. But congratulations to Bert on being a new proud boat owner. Thank you. Happy Memorial Day. Yep. To all those vets and memorial people and stuff. God bless America. Thank you for your service if you're still living and um, if you have a family member or loved one who has served in the past and has passed. And to those thank that you can't be with them. us to, and to those that can't be over with their families right now because they're overseas, get some hookers and blow. There you go. Okay.